Hello, everyone. Today I am joined by Philip Kozlowski, and he is with Voyage Comics, and our family has been huge fans for a long time. Um, we have a kiddo that has severe dyslexia, and the comic books were just a wonderful, wonderful way for him to learn about the faith, to really enjoy reading and really enjoy reading together as a family without being, you know, self-conscious about where he is and his reading level or anything. And it's just been a blessing to our family. So Philip, welcome. And thank you for joining me on this. Yeah. Th thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about Voyage. How did it get started and where is it going? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been probably almost almost six years now um, since we started. You know, it started. I didn't really have any intention of of creating a a company. I was just kind of going to publish like one comic book, um, and you know, it was one of those things where I I had never written a comic book before. I didn't. I'm, I'm not an artist, so I have no. I have no artistic talent and, you know, I didn't really know any artists, um, at the time. Um, but, but yet I, I kind of felt God calling me in that way, in that direction. And so, um, you know, basically I, at, at the time I had a blog and I kind of, kind of made that intention known and just to kind of, you know, it's funny how you throw things out on the internet and you just kind of see what happens, um, see what if anything comes back. Um, and yeah, and then it turned out that kind of one of the readers of my blog knew uh, uh, an artist from from Marvel Comics who was also kind of a faithful Catholic, and and then and then it kind of snowballed from there. So um, you know then. We kind of start out with that first comic and then realized that there was, you know, while not everybody searches for Catholic comics, you know, it's one of those things where you don't you don't know you need it until you until you until you see until you see it. And then you're like, oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. Um, and so we kind of found there was great interest in it. And then so we kind of just kept going with it and things just kind of kept building and 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 yeah i mean it's been you know we're we're still here after yeah like about six years and and we hope um hope things keep going the way they are so <laughs> that's fantastic well metal knight is his favorite and um we read that at least once a week and it's fantastic so thank you for what you're doing in that space it's making a difference out there. <laughs> well, you. I would love to hear what saint you continue to run into and trip over. And if you've had an experience with, you know, a saint that's come along beside you on this journey and just said, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Sure. Certainly. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely been, than different saints over the years. Um, I'd say one in particular, like in the last several years, has has probably been um, Blessed Carlo Acutis. 
Um, and he's one where, you know, I mean, his his saint cause has kind of been advancing pretty pretty quickly, but um, like in like when the when it first came out that his cause is being introduced um yeah and i can't i think that was maybe in um 20, 2016 or something like that um anyways i was i was well i still do write for for the website alatea and at the time i was that was mainly just what i was doing and and so i was you know given the task of kind of writing a kind of a news article about about the introduction of his cause and um you know little did i know that that you know kind of initial article kind of just kind of blew up and everyone was just so fascinated by this you know kind of computer geek um saint and and then you know i just kind of was watching you know his cause progress over the years and then you know last year we had the idea of doing a, a comic book on him um and um and then it was kind of at that point which i was able to look more in depth into his kind of short life um and became really fascinated by by him um and you know and have just been really you know and so ever since we kind of published published that comic at the end of last year um you know just people have just been really really fascinated by him and and especially young people and um yeah i've really in, enjoyed getting to know to know him and and uh i don't know i, I guess I, I i do see him as well as it's just kind of an an, an aid and and what i'm trying to do as well kind of you know helping trying to help people encounter christ uh, while using kind of media to do that that's beautiful that's actually the very first comic that we ordered and um we have at our church every year we have kind of a um an all saints day car kind of a trunk or treat thing but the family, you dress up as saints and then, you know, the other kiddos from the parish walk through and they learn about the different saints. And my 12 year old, he wanted to dress up as blessed Carlo. And then my now six year old, he wore the Spider-Man costume from, you know, and so but my, my 12 year old, because of that comic really led the charge on what his vision was for our family to do for that event. And it was so special to step back and, and see how this very, for him, very relatable young person really just opened up a whole new door into the world of saints and faith and um, loving Christ as a young person and using your hobbies and your passion to reach people, it really, yeah, that's, I love that you said, I love that you said him. That's beautiful. 
Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been, you know, because I, I didn't know a, a whole lot about him before. I just kind of knew kind of the, the bullet points about his life uh, before I um, wrote the comic book. But then, you know, that opportunity allowed me to kind of dig a little deeper. And, um, and you know, one thing, too, that I liked about him um you know i guess kind of from my own experience as well both as a like a, a father of five but also from kind of my own experience with like video games like so i mean often you know you might see articles about carlo about how he's like kind of a, a video game saint um and you know, or like the patron state of video games or something like that. And well, I do, well, I do think that's, it's a good thing to point out, but, but I do like his um, emphasis on, on moderation that I kind of discovered about him just on how, like, it doesn't necessarily canonize our use of video games saying that we can play them as much as we want just because Carlo uh, played them um but to know that he he set limits on on his own time you know and which for some kids it's you know it the what carlo did is you know he only settled aside like one hour a week i think um which for a lot of a lot of kids would would be kind of difficult right um but um but you know, at the same time, I mean, I think it's helpful to know that that you know things, you know, technology can be good, but we do need to have some. Um, it's in moderation. It that doesn't mean we we need, should become addicted to these things. Yes. No, that's an awesome point. Well, for those people that are listening that might not know about him or um, his cause, feel free to, to tell us, to tell us a little bit about him. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so just briefly, so, I mean, Carlo Cutis, he lived, um, well, I guess for context, he died, I think in 2000, five or 2006 um and he was 15 at the time and he um you know was an italian teenager um but kind of the, one of the main reasons why he is kind of presented as as a saint so i mean he died early um but like even even as like a 15 year old like his main kind of his mission in life was to get um both children and adults interest you know rejuvenating their belief in the eucharist and the real presence um and it kind of came from his own experience of discovering eucharistic miracles and then just kind of having so much enthusiasm about about that, that, you know, Jesus is present in the Eucharist, that he wanted to, you know, basically show the world about it. Um, and so, yeah, and so he made this huge, um, 
display about Eucharistic miracles, um, these panels, which are, you know, have been replicated and, and are often, especially during the past year, they've been kind of making uh, a tour of different parishes where you can see like, you know, I forget the number, but, you know, over 100, probably over 150 Eucharistic miracles in the history of the church. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fascinating when you're able to, if you're able to see them in person, to know that, that you know, Carlo Cutis was the main uh, thrust behind it. And he was only, you know, 15 at the time. Right. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I think one of the things that fascinated me about his story, first of all, how young he was and how passionate he became, but also that realization at such a young age that so often we ask God, you know, give us a sign, give us, you know, give us something to strengthen our faith, give us some some proof, give us something. And over and over in the history of the church, he he did. He does. He still does. And when you sit down and you look at these Eucharistic miracles of actual blood or whatever, however the miracle happened, it is such a beautiful history of the church that I feel like everybody should know. And we should be shouting at the top of our lungs, you know, when people ask for help with their faith, that they're just not sure if it's the real presence in the Eucharist, that we can, you know, point to this list of 100, 150 times that God was like, yeah, here you go. This is it. This is, this is my son. And I think his, Carlo's joy and excitement about that is reigniting us to, to tell people the story and to tell people that it still happens today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's, um, and even in, in my own life, like, you know, I, I grew up just kind of, um, you know, cradle Catholic and, and, you know, went to mass on Sundays, but didn't really, it did, my, the, my faith really didn't impact my life. Um, but, you know, interestingly, I mean, in, in high school, I kind of had this, I don't know, I don't, I don't know exactly, I can't pinpoint exactly what happened, but I just had this desire to know more about my faith. And, and I began, you know, stumbled upon Eucharistic miracles. Um, and, and for me, that was a big, um, a big help in understanding the, the real presence. Um, and it gave me, yeah, just often, you know, I mean, cause we don't, we don't see, we don't see the miracle every, every Sunday. Um, but it does happen, you know, the, you know, the bread becoming the body and blood of Jesus. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I mean, thankfully God has given us those, those instances where we can see, you know, the, the, body and the blood um to kind of help reinforce like you know that, that this miracle that 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 happens every sunday or every time mass is celebrated that it that it really is true 
Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I do, I do hope that it, it helps reignite our faith knowing that, that when, when, you know, when Jesus founded a, a church, he, re- he really did found the Catholic church. And when he, when he founded the mass that he really did do that and that, you know, that, you know, that he is there with us. Um, and even though we can't see him, um, but, but yeah, the good news is that if we open our hearts to him, that, that we will you know, recognize his presence and it'll, it'll affect our, our, our life much more. Absolutely. I'm a, and I've shared this before on the podcast, but I'm a Catholic convert. I converted in, in college. I grew up Protestant and really the Eucharist and reading the rest of John was the turning point for me. And when I realized where Christ is talking, I think it's to Peter and he, and, you know, people start to leave because the teaching is so hard that it is true flesh and true blood. And he looks at Peter and says, are you going to leave too? And Peter says, where else would I go? And that moment of realizing this is, this is a big teaching. And this is a turning point for me to accept what scripture says and go forward. And then to to see this 15 year old boy who just had seemingly no issue believing that beauty and truth and wanting to get other people excited about it. That's, that's so exciting to me. And it's my hope for my kids that they will catch that fire that just ignites them to want to tell the world how beautiful and exciting this is. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it's that you could say it's, it's that childlike faith of, of Carlo um, that, yeah, I mean, it's something that we're all, we're all called to. um, But yeah, often we, we we fail because we have you know that that scientific um, viewpoint that if I can't see it then I then it doesn't exist right um, and but but that's you know that's where we have to yeah it all comes down to yeah that that trust and faith that that God does he is you know a a God who you know like a father who keeps his promises um, that, you know, he, he does what he says he does. Um, even when we can't see him or when we can't see him working in our lives. Right. So true. Well, Philip, thank you so much for introducing Carlo to so many people. And um, we'll just continue to follow his cause for canonization. And we'll just have to have a, a celebration when it happens. yeah yeah no it it will be an exciting exciting time and who knows yeah i mean it could be in the next next five or ten years i'm 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 sure it'll it'll be within the next 10 years i i wouldn't doubt that but it'll be an, an exciting day for sure 
Definitely. Definitely. And if people want to get in touch with you and, um, find your comic books, where's the easiest place for them to go? Sure. Just, if you just go to voyagecomics.com, um, yeah, you'll be able to see what, what we're up to and, and yeah, you can also, uh, contact me there as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Philip. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi, thank you so much for joining us for tripping over the saints. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new friend and I cannot wait to introduce you to more new friends. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, we would love for you to join in at Patreon. The donations you make go directly to cover the hosting technical support and donations we make to our speakers and podcasters and missionaries that come on the show to introduce us to someone new. Have a great day and I cannot wait to talk to you again.